Hello, everybody. Welcome to the wonderful world of football shirts, a weekly podcast dedicated to football shirts and all the things that we love and hate about them. Uh, still free. So that's good. Free still content. Free. Yeah, we love that. Um, I can't do it. Well, I could try and do it by myself, but it would literally be the ramblings of a ginger Midlander. So I have Mark to keep me tethered to the line that is football shirts. Um, here he is, Mark. Say hello. Hello. Yes. I think it, that would be quite interesting to hear just you. Not that I'm trying to do myself out of a job, of course. A job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, we did get the, the sneak preview a few weeks ago with the football classic football shirts convention. So um but yeah, I think uh, I think I'm happy to be here. Oh, okay. you, th- <laughs> you think you're? I, I am very happy that you're here. Just happy to be involved, really. Just happy to be involved. Right, let's uh, cut right to the chase of it. Actually, no. Tell me, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, what's news this week? Well, I have two exciting. Should we? Let's just jump straight into it. Let's you know, let's not let's not fanny about. Well, let's not fanny about. This week is the Ryder Cup. And guess who's oh. playing in the Ryder Cup? Ian Poulter. And guess what Ian Poulter wore to play golf in and got told off? I mean, I know he's an Arsenal fan, so I'm going to oh. guess that it's something to do with Arsenal. Well, this is to do with what you want to talk about. Oh. I just sent a picture of it to you. Okay. Well. What are you that, seeing is there, that today? Mark? Is that not, that's no, not live, no, is that's it? Not, that's not today, no. Oh. Well, well, this is... the absolute... for it. <laughs> this is Ian Poulter wearing Arsenal 2006 home shirt, the red current. And that is particularly um, interesting uh, because I've just bought one. Um, and I have kind of, I did, I, I mean, I had one back in the day and it got lost somewhere. It would probably turn up somewhere at some point in time. But um, I, I, I just want to say, like, I, like, I like the fact that it's lost, whereas mom threw it away by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost in a move or chucked in a box somewhere. But the thing that's very special about the one that I've bought, and this is what I'm very excited about, and we did talk about this a few weeks ago, where we were talking about, um, you know, reflecting on the legends that have played for your club. Um, yeah. And I always said that I would never get someone like Thierry Henry on my shirt because back in the day, he was like the best player by far. So I, I wanted to be a bit more like left field. Whereas now I really want a shirt with Henri on the back. And the one that I've got has got number 14 with Henri on the back, but it's not the premier league font. It's the kind of gold champions league font that we use that year. It almost looks fake. It almost looks like it's been done by like a, a cheap shop. But that's just what it looked like. It was a very like plain typeface, yeah, um, nice. and I can't wait for it to come. I'm very excited for you. Yeah, it's really a, I mean, excited. We've talked about it a few times. It's a lovely shirt. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> very kind of off trend as well. Like it's just not what you expect an Arsenal shirt to look like, and that's what made it special. And I think everybody can picture Thierry Henry wearing that shirt. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's white a, boots. It, oh, the white boots! Oh, he just looked so cool, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so that's on the way. I'm very excited, and I think 
this actually is sort of a perfect move into um, something that I think actually got sort of leaked a couple of weeks ago. But I think we're just now starting to see some of the, well, I guess, more leaked photos, the Adidas. Um, Are you referring to the Adidas Team Geist? Exactly. Uh, rumours that have circulated around Manchester United, Arsenal, Madrid and Juventus. That is exactly what I'm talking about. It is. Well, the Arsenal one is that red current colour. And um, for those that are in the know and for those that aren't, um, the Team Geist shirt was a, a, a template of shirt that was popular, I want to say around 2006. Yep. It feels like around the Germany World Cup, all the Adidas teams had that template back when templates were massive, especially for European teams. And the rumours are it's making a comeback. Yeah. And I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, <clears throat> the ones that I've seen, I mean, so I, the one that you've sent me here is the is is the Arsenal, United, Juve, and, and Real Madrid. I, I guess they're like mock-ups or mm-hmm. rumours or whatever. Um, the thing that I don't really get with Arsenal is obviously we're made by Adidas at the moment, um, but we weren't made by Adidas at the time. Um, it just seems to me like another way to try and get some money out of the fans. I mean, we we have had so many kits over the last few years. Honestly, truthfully, I'm actually quite underwhelmed by it. It doesn't look... If this is what it's going to be, um, it just doesn't really do it for me. Like, with the original... Um, the badge was centered with the with the 2006 version that I was just talking about the Nike one the ba- the, the Arsenal logo was centered in this one they've got the Adidas logo centered with the club badge on the left side it looks all a bit plain i'm guessing are they going to add the sponsors to these shirts are these shirts going to be played in i just don't really understand what the other yeah. than making money what the point of them is i don't know um, I will state that I don't like it. Mm. Um, we are in a world now where, thankfully, we're moving away from basic templates of shirts for teams. I'm not seeing the same template played in by the big teams. Yeah, the smaller teams are still wearing templates. That's fine. But, you know, Arsenal are not wearing the same type of shirt as Man United, where they were back in 2004, mm. five, six. Yeah. You know, same as Madrid, same as Juventus. They're not wearing the same shirts anymore. Why? Yeah, great. Team Geist is great. I mean, I don't even get that. I don't like the design of that shirt anyway. But, oh, great. Yeah, it's, but no. We've talked about this really early on in the in our podcasts. You know, when the uh, MLS had the three stripes on the shoulder? Yeah. It wasn't an exact copy of the three stripes over the shoulder from the... 80s or 90s it was a slightly different variation of it Mm. why are you exactly copying it again give a nod yeah sure don't it looks nine it looks like early noughties to me i don't like it yeah yeah and i i think that madrid that madrid had this shirt because i think their shirts were made by adidas at that time yeah juve i don't know man united i think were also nike yeah. And Arsenal were as well. So it just yeah. seems to me like they're cashing in 
on people that they know are going to buy the shirts. If the shirt looks like that, I won't buy it. I just think it's not that. There's nothing that exciting about it. I wonder what it'll be. It could be a Champions League stuff. It could be, I don't know. The Champions League shirts are a completely different kettle of fish nowadays, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we won't be needing one of those anytime soon. <laughs> um, speaking of Real Madrid, um, classic football shirts um, had a drop of new uh, Champions League classic shirts. And one of the ones that came into their shop and I screenshot it and took it, uh, sent it to you is an away shirt made by Kelme or Kelme K E L M E sponsored yeah. by Teka T E K A. And uh, I, again, I'm in a bit of a bad mood this week, so <laughs> I'm just looking to down on everything. I hate it. I don't get this. I mean, you know, we're like 90s. If you had a football shirt that personified the 90s in a mm. bad way, I think this picture is it. Yeah. I think it, it's it got all the kind of pointless designs on it that you I, I personally don't like. So I just don't see it as a classic. There you go. Yeah, it's... I'm guessing it's probably, what, to, uh, to, uh, 94, 95 maybe? Yeah, you're probably right. I should have um, looked it up. Yeah, uh, I like the um, the like paw print, which is obviously the Kelme badge or their like logo, like up the sleeves. That's kind of nice. Mm. It's quite a nice touch. Um, the colours don't really seem to work for me. Um, the sort of I know that I think there is like a kind of purple link with Real Madrid. They wear kind of like purple and white, right? So they've obviously tried yeah. to squeeze that into the away shirt or the third shirt, whatever shirt this is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't hate it, but I mean, it's, it's all right. I just, I just think I'm in a bad mood. Also, I'm getting vibes of, um, Liverpool warrior away mm. kits from whatever year that was. And that disgusting away kit they had. Yeah. That's a good shout actually. Yeah. From, uh, what was that? 2011, maybe something like that. Yeah. I tend yeah. to try and forget that period of time. <laughs> hmm. Um, I want to kind of go back a little bit because I have some clarification on uh, a thing we talked about on the podcast last week. Ah. Last week we talked about green football shirts in Italy. And I said, I thought they were like banned and you were like, nah, some team Sassuolo playing green. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't dream it. It turns <laughs> out that as of next season, green football shirts will be banned from Serie A. Hmm. Why? There you go. Who knows? I mean, I could look it up. I've got the article here. Uh, after 2022. Although it will be only valid from next season, they've decided to announce it a year earlier, therefore giving time to incorporate the new rule. Primarily dictated by television companies worried that green kits will be similar to the pitch. There you go. Nonsense, if you ask me. Yeah, it's like you can't tell. Ah, anyway. <laughs> it is a bit nonsense. You had a birthday this week, correct? I did. And for your birthday, you went to the Wolves. The Wolfies, yep. Tell us about that. 
Well, first of all, I want to say a big, lovely shout out to my wife and children. Uh, because for my birthday, despite not asking for it, um, my wife made a very bold call by going into the Wolves club shop and purchasing an item for me. Oh. Uh, I was nervous because I don't want to not like it. But she pulled the at the bag and bought the new training top Ooh. in the teal. And what's even nicer is people might not like it, but it's a vest, which means that I can wear it to the gym and wear it on hot days. Nice. <laughs> it looks really nice and it fits lovely. Cast and so then I, I'm going to say I went into the club shop and I've seen some of these castor items and some of them are absolutely phenomenal. Like not just your run of the mill um, off the shelf Adidas Nike gear. It's some nice stuff. Anyway, yes, I went to the football. I went wearing my, uh, was it? Oh, God, I can't remember the year. 96, 97, 97, 98 Wolves teal shirt from Score Draw. Um, and sat behind the goal. That was nice. Uh, was with my dad. We were chatting. And then something happened which ruined my night. <laughs> You might think it was the Harry Kane goal. No. You might think it was the Ndombele goal. No. It was somebody sitting in front of me with a ruined football shirt. He had the Wolves shirt from the first season in the Premier League. So that lovely kind of yellowy gold with the W on the front. Mm -hmm. And he had got big as the name and a big old zero as the number. Big O. Big O. And I had to sneakily take a picture for you all. And I, uh, I used to sit in like two rows in front, kept on standing up. I kept on seeing Big O. Oh, my God. Big O. I mean, do we think maybe I'm guessing his name is like Owen or something or Oscar or Oliver? I hope so. Otherwise, there's some kind of sexual connotation there, which I really. Oh, no, shit. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I anyway. yeah. I mean, it's not great. Um, but anyway, good to be back at live football. Um, horrible to be sitting in with people. I just, again, I've already told you I'm in a bad mood and just sitting with people spouting off cliches about football is really frustrating. Like the idea of watching football live and when Wolves scored and got back into the game, like the atmosphere was incredible that you'll only feel that your home team playing, but my word. Ugh. You're, you're, you're just so cultured now that you spend so much time in London, you know, maybe. Uh, all right. Well, talking about crap. <laughs> eh, that's a nice segue. Yeah. Um, I sent you a picture of <laughs> some toilet paper. Yeah, I was really trying to work out what what was going on here. At first, th at first, and I mean, this comment is not linked, but I thought it was maybe something to do with Leeds United because they kind of have that white, blue, and yellow look. But, wow, and you mean, said you, you're wrong. You said it's I'm the wrong. Juventus away kit. It is. It is. Would you look at that? <laughs> That's a great shout. So where did you pick this up from? You probably probably know. sell it for a few, Bob. 
<laughs> Anybody want to buy some Juventus toilet paper? <laughs> what a great shout. Just for the benefit of the listeners, and I'll pop this on our Instagram feed, of course, there is a stack of toilet paper. Obviously, one, two, we've got, we've got 12, no, nine. We've got nine rolls of toilet paper here, all wrapped up in that cellophane. But the um, design on the outside is blue and yellow and makes it look like the Juventus, I guess it's third shirt that we have discussed on the podcast before. Yeah. What a good shout. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't pick that up. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, I've got some also some birthday chat um, really quickly. And it, it, this goes back to stuff we have discussed before. Um, long-time listeners will know my plight with meeting Steve Bull. Oh, yeah, here we go. And um, I'm in Wolverhampton now. My odds of meeting have gone up. And so it's my birthday. Me and my wife have gone out for a few drinks, and we've gone to a pub. We sit down, we're drinking. And I get a text message from my brother, who is also at another pub across the other side of Wolverhampton. Richard, guess who's in the pub with me? I'm like, at first I thought, like, oh, are you playing a joke? Are you across across the bar from me? Like, you're on the other side of the bar. No. Picture, Steve Ball. Now, I've uh, had a few beers. My wife is with me. She's had a few drinks. <laughs> She's like, let's get a cab. Let's go. Let's go now. I'm like, nah, you don't want to be disturbed. He's like... She's like, yeah. no, come on. It birthday. needs to happen organically. It, it, joy, it does. Thank you. It has to happen organically. If I forced it, he would not want to see me. He'd be like, leave me alone. I'm trying to enjoy a drink with my family. Anyway, for a good few minutes, whilst enjoying a bowl of cauliflower buffalo wings, I um, we teased the idea of going in an Uber all the way across the other side of Wolverhampton to meet Steve Bull. Thankfully, I said no. I mean, thankfully. Anyway, point is, brother, older brother, tick, seeing Steve Bull, Richard, still on zero. Yeah, and long-time listeners will, yeah, will probably no doubt remember all of the near misses that you've had and all of the, the near, or not the near misses, the... You know, the successes that your family, your lesser supporting, football supporting yeah. family have had. And you're still there. But yeah, I think I think you made the right decision. Thank um, you. I, I think, think so it, I think it needs to happen. And it will happen one day, but it needs to happen. You know, it needs to just happen. I don't think you can force it to happen. Uh, but you're in, the, you're in the world. You're in the world of Mr. Bull. So, you know, you're... It'll happen one day for you. It will. Right, Mark. <laughs> what have we got earlier, today? Earlier this week, and actually I told you about this last week. Earlier last week, last week, I told you that I managed to have a sit down, a chat with uh, a guy called Asa from at Football Creatio. He specialized. No, I'm not going to tell you what he does because he will tell you what he does. Now, um, I will prerequisite. What have you got in your hand? It's a tri bar. Okay, brilliant. What, what does a tri bar do? Uh, <laughs> it gets you in a more aer- aerodynamic position on your bike so you can ride further, faster. Okay, cool. Uh, right, so where was I? I? Lost my train of thought. Don't do that. Uh, Mark. Football creatio. 
football. Um, yes, I just want to say really quickly that it was wonderful to chat to Asa from Football Creation and learn about what he does. I do want to apologise to everybody. You may need to turn your volume up a little bit and concentrate a little bit more because there were a few mic issues. So um, there might be some bad editing as well because, well, I do it all myself and I'm using free equipment. So I don't know how I make this sound so professional sometimes. Um, fading. That's a good thing. Fading. Yeah. I tried to do a bit of fading here, but it's all right. Uh, have a listen. Um, we'll join you on the other side and uh, give a little bit of feedback. Not feedback, but, you know, give our thoughts on it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, enjoy. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special chat interview. Um, I've got the owner, creator of, um, well, instead of me introducing it, because people hear my voice all the time, why won't, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Um, so I'm Asa, and I'm... Um, otherwise known as Football Creations or at Football Creatio on, on Twitter and whatnot. So, um, yeah, getting known for repairing football shirts, I think, all in all. Um, rather than being known as Acer, I think most people know me uh, as an app at the moment. Repairing football shirts for people that are a little worse for wear and hopefully getting them on their back again and able to wear them. Yeah, well... Um... You first came to my attention when we criticised a football shirt that you just purchased, right? It was that kind of mashup England, Italian 90s. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I think that was something to you. I'm not into DMs to give you grief. I, it was a comment and I was, yeah, I was a little bit hurt because, yeah, I, I can see why people think it's, it's ugly and it's not traditional. Um, I looked at it and thought, I think that's kind of cool. I like something a little bit different. Um, so that's why that's why I picked it up and grabbed it. Well, that's with pride. No, that's absolutely, and that's one of the joys of football shirts. It's like just one person's opinion. You know, like I don't like something doesn't mean you can't. But the thing that really kind of drew me into what you do is the fact that you put then went and put a number set on the back, which looked like it took a lot of time because you managed to match up each segment of the shirt with the different colour number set right to be the three different shirts i kind of took it back to the original name set style so it looked like that i just thought well you know i like being a little bit different which is why i got the shirt but then i realized that um in the summer everybody was wearing a score draw shirt and there was quite a few of these floating about and i thought well i need to make mine a little different and i thought it, yeah the back just looked a bit sorry for itself not being fully complete captain stuck on um bit by bit in three pieces I might have even, even been more than that. Um, a little number on there just to complete it. I love the dedication to it. Yeah, I mean, it, took, it, 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 does, it doesn't take that long. It would have taken... I've got a lot of practice now. I mean, I started doing stuff uh, in lockdown one. So we're talking like what were we, March 2020. And I've done a fair few shirts now. So getting a lot of practice with... Um, with fine-tuning and cutting things to the right angles and what have you. So, yeah, if I can't practice on my own, who am I going to practice on? So, um, yeah, then I did get asked to do a few of those. I've, I've done a couple, but not that many. Nice. Um, I guess we might as well just start at the start then. Um, 
well, football. Do you like football? <laughs> I absolutely love football. And, it, and there's probably only one thing I like more than football is football shirts. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely love football. Um, playing it, watching it, absolutely yeah. everything involved with it. Any offshoot of football, of, of which, you know, football shirts is one and all the other stuff that goes along with it, move down for it. So... I think I know, but I'd like you to tell everybody what football team you support. Uh, so I support Manchester City. Fair enough. Um, I don't sound very Mancunian. Um, my dad, so I, I'm actually born and raised in, in Kent. So uh, my dad lived in Manchester, uh, was dragged there uh, for my granddad's work in the 70s. Um, and and I caught the bug and was off the main road. Um, and I didn't get any choice in being a Man City supporter but I wouldn't have it any other way absolutely love being a city supporter it's one of those fascinating ones it's like you wouldn't have had it any other way and you'd still be a supporter now even if you didn't have the big old millions come in and like change your club for the better but you'd still be a fan and that's I do have a lot of respect for that yeah yeah I do you know what I as much as I got grief when I was younger in school for being a Man City fan and being the only one around um, I absolutely loved it. And again, it came from being just running to, well, just being a little bit different. So I loved being the only kid running around in a Man City shirt at football training and what have you. Um, uh, and it actually does pain me now when I'm walking around and I actually see more City supporters about. I'm like, damn, I want to be the only one. But um, that obviously comes with success. And it's, it's been great actually winning trophies. I mean, I used to dream of, of just reaching a final. Yeah, uh, and now and now I have to go to Wembley sort of every season. It's terrible. Oh god, <laughs> dreadful. So, um, you say you had Manchester City shirts. Is that where your kind of like love of football shirts started? Yeah, well, they'd be the only ones you'd have. I mean, it isn't yeah. like it is now. Everybody's sort of grabbing anybody's shirts. I don't think. There were many people doing that back in the day. So, yeah, I'd, I'd only run around in um, Man City shirts and maybe England shirts. Yeah. There wouldn't be anything else. And that would be mainly down to, to, to the cost. Um, yeah. I mean, my first City shirt definitely wasn't real. It was from a market. <laughs> the local market came in a nice box. My mum had to sew the badge on. Yeah. Um, for as long as it lasted, which wasn't very long with me, nothing did really, to be honest. Well, well I think probably like myself, you, you wore it to death. Yeah, absolutely wore it to death and yeah, absolutely loved it. And then when I got a real one, you know, game changer. And I think that's where it started. So skip forward a few years and what was the, what was the decision to start repairing football shirts? At what point did you say to yourself, I'm going to do something to fix a football shirt? Um, well, I had done it rarely on my own stuff so basically where it all starts to spend proper money on football shirts so um i've managed to and on a pretty reasonable budget get sort of every city shirt all city shirts since i i was born um but we're talking ones from the 90s and i've only been picking them up sort of in the last sort of five maybe six years so the value's always been um but i, I picked up a a 93 third shirt, uh, which has got like a like a chevron type. 
yeah. detailed on. And it had an iron mark on the other one. Um, and I was like, well, I really want this shirt. So I got it for a good price because it's, it's damaged. Managed to sort the chevron out. If I ever yeah. managed to pick it up for a reasonable price, which is, yeah, chances are looking slim now with the way the market is. But yeah, just from being a bit tight. So I found slightly off, maybe, you know, the O of an umbro has come off. It knocks the value off. Um, and then I'd, I'd get someone to actually print off and cut the vinyl for me and then I'll buy them. Um, and then lockdown one started and I got furloughed so I, I wasn't working. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? Let, I'll just put the feelers out. I'll see if anybody wants me to do anything and just, yeah, ask a few people or, or just reach out and put it out there that, you know, I'll give it, I'll give repairing a go if anybody wants anything done. And it's kind of snowballed a bit there uh, to the point of I can't, I can't keep up with all the emails that come in and working around a nine to five job. I've probably bitten off more than I can chew, but I, I enjoy it. I do like bringing shirts back to life and I hate to think how many have gone into the bin. God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it pains me. <laughs> like, especially, especially now with how, like how much money these football shirts go for and the quality the, the the poor quality that people are selling them for as well, you know, like pulled bits and and number sets falling off, but they're still selling for five hundred pounds. Yeah, you go back a few years, and if something was slightly wrong with something, you 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 wouldn't go to anywhere near the value they're going for at the moment. Things that I look at it and I go, well, I, if I can get it for the right price, I'll pick it up and maybe fix it. Or if it's definitely City or England or anything, I'm, yeah. I'm picking it up to fix it. So, Man City fan, you're collecting all your Man City shirts. Do you have a favourite? It's the 97 to 99 home Kappa one. Okay. So, obviously, we didn't have Kappa for too long. But, um, yeah, I absolutely love that shirt. It's probably... One of the shirts that I actually saw for the first time and was like, I've, I've got to have it. Um, so I was a, a paper boy back in the day and um, Match Magazine came in. Yeah. Um, and there was the, the, about three or four pages on City's kit launch and I absolutely fell in love with it. It was, it was just amazing. Just the, the, the shade of blue I absolutely loved. It was quite contentious at the time and it had the new badge on and things like that. So... Yeah, it didn't go down too well with, with some, but me, I'm, how old would I have been? About 13. So saved up my paper round money to get the shirt. Um, my dad was coming to visit one Sunday, the day, the, the day before it came through the letterbox. So I'm at the top of the road just to show off um, to him. But yeah, absolutely love it. Um, yeah, the, the cap of sleeving as well, just everything about it was just amazing. Nice. And who... Who, if you picture that shirt, who do you picture wearing it? Who's the kind of one person you see wearing it more than anyone else, other than yourself? It's, it's got to be George Campbell. Absolutely yeah. love him. Absolutely adore him. But I mean, I've got we were we were pretty poor in that shirt. Um, but I mean, I've got so many NAF heroes. Absolutely loved anybody that's um, that's crossed the white line and, and played for the team, especially when I was younger. Um, growing up, just absolutely idolised everybody. Do you know what? As a kind of a Wolves fan, I can agree to that statement as well. Like the heroes that we had growing up weren't necessarily 
that well recognized in the rest of the country. Like, admittedly, Steve Ball is still a big name because of what he did for Wolves. But you're right, like other ones, like Steve Froggart, who I loved growing up, and uh, John DeWolf, and not necessarily names that anyone outside of the Midlands would recognize. So I can completely well, well, understand well, where you're coming from there. Well, I mean, back in the day, I mean, where our clubs have been, obviously, that they're, they're doing all right for themselves now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been we've been up and down and around, and we've not had had superstars um, back in the day. But um, yeah, they they played for for my team, and absolutely love them. I mean, we're talking, you know, Jim and Jeff Whitley, Kit Simons. Like, I bought a pair of Mizuno boots just because Kit Simons wore them. Absolutely madness. Uh, George Kinclancy, man, that's an absolute. He is like one of those quintessential kind of what's that word? Because he's a hero, but it's kind of an unsung hero or kind of flies under the radar. And yeah, not 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 a successful one, but a, a magician nonetheless. Magician, I mean, he was amazing. The things he could do, I mean, I mean, just his dribbling, he was just he was just different class. He was just way ahead of anybody else that he was playing with, and he was just he was just a joy to behold. He was just a, a bright spark in a in a otherwise quite dull time. And he was Georgian? Yeah, Georgian, and um, I'm actually currently, I'm about to, I've been saying, oh, I'm really cheap and don't like spending money. Um, football shirts, when I ran, um, reseller of football shirts, and absolutely top lads, um, Sam, has got um, has got a Georgia football shirt, and yeah, I'm trying to, uh, trying to break his resolve. It's... It's like asymmetric red and white Kappa one. Um, and it, I, I, I mean, yeah, I want it because of George King Gladsey. I don't blame you. Cool. So I guess, do you know what? I, I want to kind of change tangent a bit because I am absolutely fascinated by some of the videos that you post and the how you work and your process because you don't, you said you started with like adjusting little like O's on Umbro or you know, little kind of like Adidas had fallen off, but you kind of pushed out a bit more when you're doing sponsors. And I kind of want to find out, like, I know there's other companies do the number sets on the back and you can buy those from official suppliers, but there's no way you can buy an official supplier of a sponsor print. And there you are kind of making one. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are places out there that do sort of reprint reprints and reproductions but um a couple of them and then you you put them against what you've taken what's fallen off or what you've taken off and they don't even nearly fit um so yeah that's why i kind of create you can match what was there before and what's come off and just kind of hide anything that's a bit unsightly um so, but yeah which i one, mean which one is this the um, the one you posted earlier in the month is Empoli. You did a quick video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it Samontana ice cream? So Italian ice cream. Oh, yeah. It was a, that was that was a bit of a challenge. Just what I do is is cut the shapes from vinyl. Um, yeah. And then if there's lots of different colours and backgrounds, what have you, it just means that I've got to layer them up. Vinyl likes to just move around a bit with heat and just. Yeah, just bit by bit, kind of layering up the detail. It can get it can get a bit bit fraught at times. Um, obviously, wanting things to be perfect, um, but I, th I think I nailed that one. Really impressed. I loved it. Um, 
So we both recently went to the uh, football shirt exhibition. Yeah, I didn't get the didn't get the invite for the the big opening day. You know, with all the with all the uh, real big players in the football shirt world. But um, I'll work up for that for next time. Same. <laughs> Maybe this time next year we can you know both go and be like yeah big wigs. This time next year. Um, honestly, there's got to be a reason why I'm doing this. <laughs> um, so, I, well, let's talk about your kind of favourite prints that you've done or favourite repairs. Do you have, do you have one? Do you have, I don't know, maybe a shirt that you've done which you love and a repair job that you've done where you think, fuck, I've made that 100 times better. Uh, my best one has got to be a Lazio one. Um, sort of, we're talking Gaza era um, Lazio. Um, but yeah, it, it it was one that was just, it was fairly early on, we're giving it a go. So, but, and there was, there was a massive lot of involved in the sponsor and I have to do everything um, sort of letter by letter and just adjust yeah. things so they completely cover. So yeah, when I started out, I thought, well, I'll just get this mobile image and then I just sort the the, the width and the height and we're, we're, we're good to go but it's not as easy as that um so yeah there was a lot of lot of letters to just play with um and it just in the end it just looked absolutely brilliant um and then Rich Wilkinson so uh, Wilkinson 007 does um embroidery yeah. Um, and he sorted out the badge for the for the owner of this shirt as well. So a bit of teamwork. And I just think it's probably one of the ones that amazing. Just everything came together and it all worked well. Yeah, that must look really good when that kind of pulls off. And also like using teamwork to make the dream work. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely get it. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. And... Um, most importantly, the owner was was just absolutely made up with it and really chuffed. So that that was good. Um, so yeah, it was really faded and just a little bit worse for wear. And it was such a good iconic shirt that it, it you know it, it needed to be brought back to life. So so I think that's why it's got to be got to be up there. Obviously, other times it, it's so hard to get it exactly spot on. What I want to do is obviously make sure that shirts don't go in the bin or someone isn't hiding them away in the wardrobe because something fell off i want people to to be wearing their shirts again yeah that makes sense i love i love the idea of that because as you said already just the amount of money that people have wasted on football shirts chucking them away and you can just kind of like reinvigorate them almost yeah so yeah i mean it's yeah i dread to think how many people haven't tried to fix i mean i've got messages now from people saying i'm going to give this a go any tips and I'm, I'm more than happy to just just chat people through stuff so there's a lot of people giving stuff a, a go themselves i mean i was shit trying to do anything with a shirt before now now i'm just like do you know what it's a challenge let's see if i can i can do it and i just go for it um so yeah i, I think it's good that people are um are giving things a go themselves as well you know wasting their money you know that shirt never to see the light of day again so Going off kind of two things that we've just said, which is one, the classic football shirt exhibition that we both went to and seeing all these classic football shirts and the idea of you kind of 
getting your hands on football shirts. Is there a football shirt which you would love to kind of have and work on? No, not really. I mean, the ones that I hold so dear to my heart are the, the City of England one because, oh, yeah, I'm not really into any others. I mean, I, I've had, there's some, been some iconic ones. So we had the, the Soviet Union one come through, the, the Adidas template, um, but with the CCCP on and what yeah. have you, but such an iconic on an iconic shirt. So I managed to, to save a um, for a guy that, funny enough, um, started following me and then messaged me and actually lived about three minutes away from me. So, yeah, I mean, I get shirts coming through that I actually get to have a look at and a feel of. Um, so I really enjoy that. I mean, I absolutely, I say I'm only really interested in City and, and England ones. They're the only ones that really, really get me going. But so nice to see it rather than just on a, a phone or computer screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could appreciate, and it's one that comes out, you know, 88 Holland shirts and what have you. And funny enough, I've got in the, in the background, I've got someone sent me a, like a light blue version of the, yeah. that, that template. I think it's the Ipswich. Um, just sorting out the rear number. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely love stuff like that. Just, yeah, I mean, you know, go and I, I just love doing something out of the ordinary. There's nothing worse than getting into a run of um, getting something through that I'm like, I've not even done this before, and then trying to work out how I'm going to execute it. Love that. Yeah, that must. that's a bit like what we, in many of the other interviews I've done with other kind of people, is they say the same thing. It's you want to, not to be different, but you want to do something different. You don't want to just be run of the mill. And, you know, kind of, it must be challenging what you do and exciting to get something that challenges you both physically and mentally, I guess. Yeah, as much as it is a pain in the ass, and I'm the most impatient person ever. Um, so I don't really know why, why I do this to myself, but um, and I do like um, showing off the, the final, you know, result of a repair. So I do like... That's the best bit. It's just like a little sense of achievement. Um, and like I say, all through, all through, I needed something all through furlough because I was just, just sat around doing absolutely nothing, talking to a, talking to an 18-month-old, yep. which I love it to bits, but, um, yeah, can, can get a bit tedious. And I just, I'm, I'm the person that has to always be busy. So I'm not one for sitting around. I'm a bit of a fidget. And that just helped me through seven months of, of no work. Well, I think for a lot of people, that kind of distraction helped them. I mean, I just started a podcast, so. I know. And, and do you know what? As much as it wasn't the greatest thing in the world and was such a, a weird time, um, yeah, such a weird time to be alive and, like, unprecedented... I think it's good to see some good come out of it. I'm sure you've enjoyed doing the podcast and I'm sure lots and lots of people have enjoyed listening to it for a new kit podcast. So when I saw your one um, pop up, um, I was like, right, subscribe on that. Um, like and yeah, it. just work, working away, listening to it. So many more people that have started doing something because of the circumstances. And yeah, hopefully some good can come out of it. So I'm going to kind of, again, change tack a bit. I want to ask you first about your opinions on the controversial thing that is Puma away kits. 
being a Man City fan yourself, uh, you have, I mean, not you personally have, but Man City have one of these Puma away shirts or third shirts. What do you make of them? Puma, you've let me down. I mean, <laughs> last season's um, away and third were some of the, you know, two of the best shirts I think we've had for, for absolutely ages. I absolutely loved them and actually was like, as soon as I saw them, I was like, well, could I have to buy them? Um, can't say that about this third. Um, it's just different. I do appreciate that, but I just think the, the execution doesn't make me even want to, to wear it. Um, does it so, not yeah. make you? Does it not make you want to get one if you can find it for the right price and you can work your magic on it and produce a Man City badge to put on it somewhere? There's not a lot of room because the, no, the, 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 the Man City text and the uh, the sponsor are bloody massive. I don't think there's one you could even. No. Do you know what? If I'm no, <laughs> not yeah. Not, not inspired to at all. There's no sorting that out. And I think the other annoyance is that they've gone for something, they've tried to do something completely different and then they've done it for everybody. That's the annoyance. Puma have done it before because I think it was maybe 2010, 12. Every kit that was made by Puma, including Wolves, had a black away shirt. Everyone. It's just, it's originality but when you mass produce it for everybody it becomes not as great giving everybody a black away kit just just come up with a slightly you know just just a, there's so many colors and tones you could pick and choose i mean the 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 city away shirt um this year i it's a bit plain but i i, I like it i like that that tonal two tonal effect going for it um, and just doing something like that saves a shirt. It's not, it's not massive. It is literally just the badge and the sponsor just in that kind of, yeah, that sort of run into tonal change in colour. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just do something different like that. I mean, it's a not really nice green, a really nice sort of outward shade of pink that just, just works together nice. It's, yeah, just, just give it a little something. Fair enough. I have been a big fan of Man City away shirts. I love, I love the fact that you guys have used maroon as well. A lot of the home shirts, you, didn't you used to have like maroon socks as well sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. The time when I was really getting into City and started going to my first games, we had that um, striped sort of purple and, and white shirt. Um, and then when we had, we had Thomas Cook as a sponsor, we kind of did a little, um, it, it felt like me, it felt to me it was a little nod to it. So, yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah, and then the, when we're talking about the sort of ready maroon stuff, so the, the early 90s um, away shirt, yeah, I absolutely love that. And it is, yeah, one of my favourites. Um, and yeah, and then around that time, we're talking about the brother sponsor, which is just and when I first started getting into City, but I absolutely love the brother sponsor on anything. Yeah, that's it's one of those, as we always say, like it's one of those iconic ones that you kind of are synonymous with a team. So 
Yeah, for me, for me, it's it's good year for wolves. Just yeah, yeah. It, I think it's got all to do with your your era and your age. I do like the the you know the maroony and the purple stuff that we've got. But then I'm also a big fan of having a a red and black striped city away shirt. We had a really nice um, one in the the eighties that I've got again for a very reasonable price. Um, Kind of, all right, so moving on, kind of staying on the Puma theme, do you have a favourite kit supplier? Not only of Man City, actually, I'll, I'll two two part question. Do you have a favourite era of Man City kits, as in made by a kit supplier? And then do you have a favourite kit supplier in general for all of the football shirts? Um, yeah, sorry to be boring, but it's got to be Umbro on both fronts. So, again... Is it because that's when I really got into City and the love really started and I went to my first game, early 90s Umbro shirts. Um, yeah, just absolutely love them. And and still now, Umbro, I've got a shirt out and I'm like, that is that is just brilliant. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really go along with the, the hipster sort of Adidas Nike stuff, to be honest. So, maybe that's just me being a bit of an old fart but I do yeah I love I love Umbro I think you're you're right and you're perfectly fine to do that especially because I talked about it before that kind of tailored by Umbro range I know yeah. before that there was obviously stuff but that tailored for Umbro mm-hmm. range really changed the game in the fact that all of a sudden because Man City had the same you're not producing this kind of football shirt material you're producing a, a beautiful piece of cotton that is worn by the professionals and it's tailored perfectly. And I think you are right as well, because that England phase of, you know, 96, I mean, for me, 96 was really my first tournament. So yeah, I, I had the England 96 shirt, then 98. And, you know, growing up, it was Umbro. You know, even, even though you're a Man City fan, United were Umbro as well. And, I think into Umbro. So every club that I knew that was relatively big had Umbro making their kits. Yeah. No, and they did they did some iconic runs. I mean, yes, my dad used to um do long distance lorry driving and he used to go over and he actually brought me back a, a brought me back an Inter shirt and my brother uh, an AC Milan shirt. Um and yeah, just absolutely loved that. Again, wore it to absolute death. Um, but yeah, he just drags up images. As soon as you say into Umbro, I can picture so many. But I had the um, the yellow, so I had the, the the black sort of detailing running down. Another one, yeah. One side. I, I, I remember I walked into this is again around the time I was um, had my paper round, pa- saved up my paper round money, and got, went into JJB and, and bought that shirt. And I, I I wish I still had it. Yeah, I think it's special for me because I I remember it. So I'm a bit of a I love a bit of nostalgia. Uh, innocent days, no worries about wife, kids, and what have you. And yeah, just um, thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend my money on this. Uh, yeah, I think it, it, I want it again because I had it before. Even, even the United one with the, the stadium print sort of embossed in it is just it's iconic. It is, isn't it? And just little, like take the Italian '90 England shirts, just that kind of detail around the cuff of the sleeve just automatically brings back all of that as well. So I think there's been a few teams recently in France that have done it, Umbro shirts with that kind of cuff. And it's like, 
well done, bravo. So are, are you talking about, so when you talk about the cuff, are you on about the, the bottom detail? Oh, sorry, yeah, the, the detail, yeah, there you go, look at that. So, so what I'm dragging out for people listening um, is, so this is the Shirt City War, my first ever game. So my first game was uh, 1993 Swindon Arrow, Um is is because it's my obviously first game. Um, but yeah, it's got Michel Vonk on the back, um, got the Premier League nice. badges on it. And yeah, it's got that, got that trim at the lower part of the cuff just running rounds, the Umbro logo. Um, so yeah, it's just another little detail that just yeah harks me back and gets me going. So I'm wearing um, my Santos goalkeeper shirt, which is Umbro, and kind of like if you just see it, kind of like harks back to the old design yeah. of kind of goalkeeper yeah. shirts from that era. Yeah, it is the yeah it's the diamond detailing and stuff, and it's the old um, Neville Southall and Peter Schmeichel. Exactly. Yeah. About, yeah. Well, so, um, you recently had a baby, so congratulations. Thank you very much. I didn't do a lot. It was all the wife. <laughs> um, is there kind of when I I've got two, and you try and force football shirts on them quite early? Have you been doing that? Do you get to? You've got the ability to make football shirts, right? So you could make up a little Man City shirt. So, yeah, I, 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 like, I like to be matching with my kids. They're going to be sick of it as they get older. But, um, yeah, my little, my little girls started football training. Now we've moved to, to our new house. And just up the road, there's a leisure centre that run a session. Full-blown city kits that I've, I've picked up on eBay and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I'll go. I mean, the first session, I will say that we went in matching. Um, because it just, just has to be done. So yeah, yeah I love chuck. I, I love chucking them in kits. Um, the the baby, the the, the four week old has got um, and baby grows and stuff like that. And I just love getting on a match day, sticking it on, and just um, getting a little selfie of them in a matching kit to me. So yeah, and then I actually put a message out on Twitter just where I wanted, I wanted the little one, the, the my little daughter, to just be going to um, football training in just a different shirt. Every so often, maybe not every week. I mean, that would be the dream, but that's serious money. Um, and somebody actually um, said, "Well, I'm sending you a Roma shirt to repair. A couple of Roma shirts in there, and we're talking sort of 1991 Roma. Um, so just waiting for her to grow into that because she's she's on the small side anyway. Um, well, um, yeah, I think this is she's two, but this is age two to three, and just swamps her a little bit. But can't wait till she's rocking that." Um, so yeah, they are they are building a bit of a collection already. <laughs> I love the idea that you can live like through your children in that respect. Uh, and I will, I will. And and now I'm getting old and got an absolutely busted knee. Um, yeah, I can't wait to he and she start playing, dressing them up, um, and getting them wearing shirts that that I want to be wearing. I'm actually going to be kicking a ball for them as well. I'm going to be terrible. <laughs> so you used to play a bit yourself then. Wasn't bad, but um, yeah, just getting just getting a bit old, just getting closer and closer to forty. Got a dodgy knee. Just if you had to compare yourself to somebody in your in your heyday, your playing days, uh, I, I'm a Milner through and through. Um, just all about. So um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you stick a. 
I, I played in some pretty good sides with some really good players. I'm, I'm not the most skillful player in the world. Bit of engine and hard graft. And yeah, literally, it used to get to a game on a Saturday and it was just like, well, where are we short? Yeah, easily uh, uh, every week, at least a seven out of 10 sort of Milner ilk. Nice. Word to the wise for anybody listening, don't ever break your kneecap because you'll just never be the same again. So, yeah, trying to avoid that all costs. So we're kind of like reaching the end of kind of the like, kind of era I said we'd have. And I kind of want to ask, what do you envisage going forward? Like what what do you want to achieve? What do you do you have any aspirations to do anything mm. else or what's the plan? Is there a plan? There's not, and that just screams me sort of my my whole life, to be honest. There's not a plan. Um, I want to keep doing it. I don't know if there's any sort of room for for growth. Um, obviously, I'm going to be have to be churning out a fair few shirts to kind of make up for, for my day job if um, I was to yeah. go a few times. So I think I'll just, I'll just keep plugging away at it. Um, what I do want to do is kind of find sort of three, three and a half grand for uh, a vinyl printer where I can actually print direct into vinyl rather than doing the layer up stuff. And that would obviously, that would, that would mean I could do more um, and quicker, um, but it's trying to justify that, that outgoing at the moment um, with moving house and a, a, a little baby and what have you. So um We'll see, we'll see what happens in there. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I need, to, I need to get the calculator out and work out how many shirts I'd have to do all day, every day, yeah. um, to make it worth my while. I guess, to be honest, like, that's not actually that bad of an answer, and it's fine to not have a goal, because at the end of the day, your kind of aim is to make other people happy, right? To be happy with what they've got, so as long as you're doing that and providing them with the pleasure of restoring their shirts, you've achieved what you've set out to do. And there's no real way you could make that bigger. I do love getting a message from somebody when they've had their shirt back and just like, thank you very much and see them wearing it again. is is awesome. Yeah. No, at the end of the day, yeah, it's about, it's about making sure that, you know, ruined shirts are getting worn again. And that's the main thing. But, um, yeah, I'd just love to be able to just perform more and do it quicker. Um, but it is quite painstaking and is a bit long-winded at times. I guess if you have a nine-to-five as well, as rewarding as it is, you don't want to be spending another few hours trying to fix a shirt. Sometimes it's just sitting down in front of the, the computer and getting the logo and then thinking, how am I best going to do this? And, yeah, layer it up. And All right. Well, um I will let you get on because I've taken up enough of your time already. I really appreciate you kind of like just giving us a bit of your time to tell us about what you do. Um, you said it already at the start, but where can everybody find you on social media? Best place um, is um, probably Twitter and Instagram. Obviously, they're the main ones anyway. Yeah. Football creatio. Well, that's it. Um, again, thank you very much for your time and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. No, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Right, there we go. Oh, that went really high. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm, There we go. (laughs) Sexy voice.
Mark, you weren't there for yes. it, obviously. Uh, how did you find that? I really enjoyed that. I, I think it's so interesting to like hear other people's experiences of the, you know, the the world of the, you know, the, the world of the passion that we're all involved in. Were you about in. to say the wonderful um, world of football shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was about to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I got a huge amount of respect for Acer. Like he has sort of carved out this niche um, just by sort of, I think he said something like, you know, just sort of giving it a go and like, you know, starting off by doing these smaller projects and, um, and I just thought that was, that, that was like a kind of interesting, like deeper message of anyone who's sort of like thinking about doing something to just like go for it. What's the worst that could happen sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the chat. Obviously he seems like a, a really nice guy. Like it just seems like one of us, you know, he's just a guy, you know, a guy that loves football shirts. Like, the um the thing that i really enjoyed obviously you know we've talked about it before a lot where people um you know have their favorite shirts and they have the shirts that they picture you know their favorite players wearing and obviously for him it was the um what was it the city the city shirt from the early 90s yeah. Um, and, you know, for him, it was Georgie Kinkladze. And I just think it's like interesting to hear, like, you know, we're all probably of a like similar age, you know, within sort of 10 years of each other or whatever. Um, and we all live through just like the same experiences of like having our favorite players and going and watching the games. And it's, it's, there's something quite comforting in that, I think. I think also there's something quite wonderful about the fact that um of that time what was a legend in football for you was probably really unknown for everybody else we were at the mm. start we were literally at the start of media being a big hype for footballers like i wouldn't have known i didn't mm. know georgie and clancy was till a bit later on you know equally a lot of people wouldn't have known who steve bull was so i really i quite like yeah. that idea that somebody so big in your world could be really quite irrelevant. Yeah. It's almost like that will never happen again now because as soon as someone gets like remotely famous, you know, looking at, you know, people like Jude Bellingham, for example, who I think is like 17 yeah. and he's like so famous, you know, there's no way that you don't know who he is or, you know, Mbappe is a bit older now, but still, you know, people have heard about Mbappe for like, five years or something exactly that i mean i wouldn't have been able to tell you any any foreign footballers during mm. you know that at the same at the same time that king Clancy was tearing up you know football teams in division one i wouldn't have been able to tell you many if at all any french footballers because we didn't have the the social media and the you know news yep. to keep us updated with it all did Georgie Kinkladze also play for Man United or did I make that up? I think you made that up. They had Kanchelskis. That's who I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Huh, interesting. Um, bringing it back to the chat, though, um, the one thing that also that I really um, thought was interesting, obviously his his job or his, you know, what he does is very much based on, you know, getting it's a hands job, right? Getting your hands dirty, getting your hands on a football mm. shirt and like 
feeling it and he talked about being at the football shirts um yeah uh the classic football shirts convention and like being there and seeing shirts up close and having them in your hands and i just thought again it's just so it's something we can all relate to that you know you you know you see a shirt on tv and you don't really you don't really think twice about it or you you know admire it for from afar but then to actually you know it's just it's just an interesting dynamic that that's something that we all have in common yeah and i think something i didn't really touch on going back to you saying about it being a hands-on kind of job is the amount of effort and research he must go to because some of the restorations he does aren't aren't new you know new football shirts don't need that much stuff done at the time but like older shirts he's got to research stuff to get it right and then you know produce the right thing that was done at the right time and i got oh, do you know what yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we love isn't it the dedication to the yeah. craft yeah yeah that's it and his um, passion for it how was it his passion for it was yeah you know somebody who like myself is a dad and he's got you know just had a new kid but you could tell that the passion for restoring football shirts and the fact that he does it for the the love of seeing a finished product the love of getting a positive comment from somebody being like this is amazing this is better than the original that kind of thing you yeah. love to see it yeah how was um how was the chat for you i love talking to people about football shirts i make no yeah. bones about it um i could have talked i mean i think i did we ended the call and i ended up talking to him for another 20 minutes about football shirts because sometimes you just think of things and you let the chat happen organically you know mm. um it's someone thankfully this podcast has created a, a world of a community of people that i want to talk to more and happy mm. to you know have dialogue with and he is one of those people that i'd just be happy to you know keep in contact with all the time and talk to about random things and maybe have on the show again yeah well doors because open we've talked about his his job his passion of restoring football shirts but he obviously has a love of football shirts that we didn't really even you know go into that much so yeah yeah, yeah. very good yeah so uh if you want to find him uh we'll post his uh, uh handle on our instagrams and facebooks and twitters uh, he did say he doesn't have a website if you want to get in contact with him because if you need a football shirt restoring you can dm him on instagram or twitter uh, but it's at football creatio which is football creation but without the end at the end i'm guessing that's because you have a character limit on the hand the handles length so he's just gone for creatio i like it or maybe there's also football creations on, on twitter maybe we could do some research but we don't ever do research nah right um i've got something really quickly that i want to show you um i was scrolling through our instagram stories and something popped up which is uh Carlotta Borera, which is a fashion brand. 
They have recently yeah. been in collaboration with New Balance, the football mm-hmm. kit make. And for the spring summer of 2022, their uh, fashion show, The Game. And so I okay. clicked on this link and I watched personally what I thought was an horrendous fashion show video of somebody trying to mix football shirts, fashion, and normal clothes attire. Mm-hmm. And personally, I was very offended by it. I did not like this. I want to go on record and say that I have said already that I love the fact that Dominic Calvert-Lewin can go to Paris and wear whatever he wants for a fashion show. We love Hector Bellerin wearing whatever he wants and making a statement. I love the fact that James Madison spent 10 grand on a see-through pinky bag a few year or so ago, and the whole world went mental, but it's his money, he can do whatever they want. You know, I love the fact that David Beckham wore leather and a sarong. What I don't like is when people try and get football shirts involved in fashion. I don't think it works. But this is just one man's humble opinion. Um, I am going to play a bit of the video for you listeners to get the sense of how intense this video is. Okay. These fashion shows, you got skinny models wearing like incredibly high-waisted trousers with a Roma shirt tucked in. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, it's a bit much. I have to say, I, it was this. So this was for the London Fashion Week, right? Which was last week or two weeks ago. Um, the video is kind of weird, oh, isn't it's it? Intense. It's like, intense. I don't get it. Yeah, the video is quite strange. Just like people sort of like walking around. A school or something. With purpose. With purpose. Yeah, a school. Not making eye contact. Mm. Yeah, it is quite a strange video. It's quite like, it's like they're possessed almost. Mm. Like the very first shot is of a man wearing a suit, well, no, a suit trousers, a buttoned up short sleeve shirt and New Balance football boots in the changing room of what looks like a school. And my, mm. oh, I don't get it. Does it um, am I old? I think we're old. Yeah, I think that's the problem. But they're literally just doing a lap of the school and not making eye contact yeah, with just the camera. Walking around. Just walking around. <laughs> Weird. It's doing, yeah, strange. I mean, 
Oh, there's also one bit near the end where um, they've obviously got a top, and it just looks like they're wearing an Ajax top. Ajax only made by New Balance. Yeah. It's like the red down the middle, white sleeves. I'm like, mm. why, why are you just? I mean, that's not New Balance. Why are you going? Why, what's going on with that? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I am old. There we go. We've already acknowledged that. <laughs> um, have you got anything else? Um, not. I do actually. Yeah, I do. I was messaging my friend and former colleague uh, who I used to work with, who is a. He, you know, he was very honest with me. He said he's not a frequent listener, but he has sort of. He's dipped in and out. Okay. And he actually wanted to pass on some compliments um, to you because he said the production quality is impressive. So good for you. Oh, what's well, very um, kind. And he said, um, he said, I've not listened to a huge amount because it's quite a niche theme, but what I have listened to, I've very much enjoyed and that the production quality is very good. And I said, I can't take zero responsibility for that, but I will absolutely pass on the message. So well what's done. What's your friend's name? Alex. Alex, thank you for listening. We appreciate, actually we do. I mean, we love all of our listeners. We love everybody who listens every week. We also love the dippers because you might find something you like and, you know, you might recommend it to somebody. If you enjoy the, the production, then that's good. I, it means I'm doing my job well. We've got some dippers, some inners and outers, some, some you know, some frequenters, some newbies, some oldies, you know. We love everybody that listens. Uh, but Mark, we do. where can they get in contact with us? Absolutely. Well, I've got, if you're Alex and you message me on WhatsApp, but uh, if you so wish to, you can message us on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, we are at shirtspod. And you can email us on wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. And if anybody wants to pay me any more compliments, then please do. Also, mm -hmm. give Mark some love as well. He's a lovely man. Um, but yes, <laughs> no, Alex, thank well. you. That's really kind. And uh, we aim to please. Um, I have got something else, but I think I'm going to save it for next week. There's a little tease for you. Okay, can you give us any sort of hint, or are you just going to dangle it's, that one? Um, and... A new shirt that has arrived. Okay. What could it be? On that and note. On that note, um, we want to say again, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoy it, tell your friends. If you don't, 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 just lie, say it's nice anyway. <laughs> try and get some more listeners yeah i think that's nice um <laughs> share it don't share it um give us a like all that kind of jazz yeah but uh, we do it for you and we do it for us so we're going to carry on anyway mark exactly. it's always a pleasure to see you um you are wearing a arsenal shirt why are you wearing an arsenal shirt is it just because you want to well, I went swimming this morning and I had a shower. And after my shower, I wanted to put on something um, to lounge around the house in. So I'm wearing my uh, 2003-2004 away shirt. Probably one of my favourite Arsenal shirts. Was that the away shirt that was the home shirt for the Red Current? Or is that... No, this was the Invincibles away shirt. La-dee-da. 
<laughs> and it's funny actually because again on this one and you know i'm just going to show you richard because most people well, no one can see us but you don't know that it's detailed when you look at it you just think it's a plain yellow shirt but it's got these sort of like ribs yeah, i thought it was creased all the way down no no it's uh it, it, all these rib rib defects i'm sure again there's probably some marketing effect, yeah. bs about why but so yeah little, little details. details all right mark um Let's uh, leave these people to their weekend. Um, let's catch up with each other. We have another interview next week. Um, another yeah. good one. Um, we have Chris from Cutting Edge Shirts. Um, a really good interview. Let's, uh, well, we all hope you enjoy this one. And if you do, like I say, let us know. Yeah. Give us a goodbye, Mark. Come on. All right, then. Lovely to see you, Richie boy. Take care. See you next Bye. time. Bye.